Hi, and welcome to the Genesis Podcast. I think it's so neat that you're able to join us through this medium, and it means so much to me personally to hear that this has been used to encourage so many of you. It has always been the posture of Genesis to tangibly extend the love of Jesus in various ways, both locally and across the world. We support programs that assist families in need, contribute to ongoing works and building projects in Mexico. We've built a latrine and cafeteria for St. Andre's School in Haiti, as well as are advancing a food program there that we hope will help feed the children for years to come. The money collected for all these endeavors could have paid for a facility of our own many times over, but instead, we've intentionally chosen to be a mobile community since we began. We now have before us an opportunity to invest in a building of our own. We're not doing this, however, without considering the works we're committed to or even the works we feel compelled to keep doing in the future. But we're asking, if you've benefited from this podcast or from anything that Genesis has done, would you consider partnering with us by donating to this work directly at www.thegenesisstory.com and click on the Building Fund tab. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Together, let's prepare for an amazing tomorrow. Thanks, and God bless. As we are supposed to finish uh, chapter 3 of First Peter, I could have put something together, but an actual... You know, reality. I'm. I'm not good. I'm tired, and I'm a little frustrated, and I'm a little hurt, and I've got a lot of things going on. Instead of just muscling through, you know, I'm going to do this and put out something. Um, I thought it would be better to share how I go through the junk of my life without burdening you with the junk of my life. I didn't share all those things, by the way, for you guys to do anything. There's nothing I expect from you, and there's nothing really any of you can do to fix the things going on in my life that I know of. If I think something, I'll let you know, because um, it's gladly welcome fixing. Um, but that's just how life is sometimes. You know, yesterday we uh, got a treat uh, my daughter Lauren's boyfriend had the opportunity to get us tickets to the Dodger game. And so we got to go to the game, and it was just an amazing game. Uh, if you're a Dodger fan and wa- watching the game or heard it, incredible game in the playoffs, tied the series up. And in, in the middle of the game, the, the Dodgers had uh, pulled up. A, they were ahead, I think, 5-2. to two. And then uh, the Washington... The Nationals tied the game at five, and then I got a, a text message uh, saying that Terry has uh, her cancer has come back, and that it was very difficult for her, and that um, she was going to have to go through treatment. And I got an email even today more about that treatment, and it's going to be pretty significant. And we're going to be praying afterwards for her and us and other things that are going on. Um, But hearing that really just struck me. You know, I'm here at a Dodger game having a great time, and then I hear this just horrendous news about Terry, and it just cuts you to the core, and you, you know, trying to deal with that. And I 
tried to call her. Um, she had just found out, so I don't know if she wanted to talk to anyone. And I know she's going in for treatment Monday, and she's going to be on, like, total lockdown where she will not be able to see anyone because she's going through intensive chemotherapy, so much so that she would be very vulnerable to any kind of disease. She can't even have food delivered to her house. And so it's going to be very difficult. And I I just left her a message saying that I was thinking about her, that we love her, and we're going to be there for her through this, you know. And, And as I'm thinking about that and as I'm dealing with other circumstances at our home and other things that are taking place in our lives, there's just a lot of things where it can be very overwhelming. And I didn't feel like it would be right for me to just put on a face and give you a Bible study that I barely had time to study as it was because of circumstances and things that were going on. And so I could have faked it. And, you know, might have, scriptures are easy, you know, and they're good. So it's kind of like, yeah, I could just talk about how great these things are. And everyone would go, that was so encouraging. Yeah, all I did was share with what was there. But I just felt that would be disingenuous because I, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to fake it. I didn't want to put that together. I just wanted to come and kind of share with you how I'm moving through the emotions that I feel. And a while back, we did a thing on the seasons, and I thought of that a little bit again and just how there are these seasons that we go through. And, you know, your life has to live in submission to those seasons. You are subject. I am subject to the things, hello, um, that happen in our lives. You are subject when uh, you have cancer. You're subject to your child being sick. There, there isn't a lot you can do about those circumstances. And so there is a type of submission that has to happen to life as it happens to us. Otherwise, you're fighting against the the current, right? Okay, you have cancer. You can't say you don't. But what you can do is, yeah, definitely fight against that cancer, fight to stay strong, fight to keep your spirits up, fight to stay focused, fight to not allow adversity to take control of your life. And that's where I think the struggle comes. Because we many times want to just resist whatever it is that's happening. We want to, you know, or at least that's been my experience in the past. Something happens to me and we want to, you know, claim victory over it as if it's going to go away. And many times it just doesn't go away. Many times the cancer doesn't go away. Many times the child doesn't get better. Many times the husband, the wife doesn't come back. That just is life. Sometimes that is the season you're in. And you have to accept that that is what's happening But now you have to learn how to live in what's happening. And that's where I think we need to grow and develop. You know, there is Paul's uh, letter to the Corinthians. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he talks about how he boasts in his weakness. 
He talks about that at the end of chapter 11 and then in chapter 12 as well. In verse 30 of chapter 11, he says, If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. And Paul, as he's trying to declare that he has the right to be where he's at, he doesn't tell about all his qualifications. He really tells about his experience with Jesus and how that experience has broken him and how he has gone through a lot of persecution because he's actually been living in this relationship with Jesus. And in chapter 12, in verse 8, he says that three times he pleaded with the Lord about this thorn in this flesh, this infirmity that he had, this thing that was given to him to keep him humble, to keep him from being conceited, this something that was a part of his most likely physical being, his you know bodily health. There was this thorn, he calls it, and it was given to him. And he prayed that it would leave, but Jesus said in verse 9, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest on me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And these are kind of strange words for him to talk about that. And I think we have to recognize that there's sometimes is a season in your life where things are going to change. You know, we're coming up to fall. There's a change in fall. And oftentimes we think, oh, fall is, you know, when everything is kind of going dormant and dying. But really, fall is preparation for change. When fall takes place, the trees are saying, winter is coming. Let's get rid of these leaves and let's bear down because winter is coming. And sometimes in our life, We can see that winter is ahead and what we need to do is bear down for that change that's coming. And we have to understand that there is nothing you can do about those circumstances, but what you can do is receive strength even in your inability to change the circumstances. So even in weakness, there is this potential for the strength of God to be present in your life but we have to prepare for it. Many times the situation happens and when we're not prepared for it, then we break. Then we crack under the circumstances because we weren't prepared. And so as fall is coming, what we need to do is prepare for the change that's going to happen. You know, Terry has to prepare for the change that she's going to have to go through with the treatment. You know, we have to prepare for the changes that are happening at our home with our children. Lori has a baby. She has to prepare for the changes with her baby. Brianna's going to have a baby. She's got to prepare for the changes that's going to happen with the baby. You see, now is when change starts to take place in the preparation in the preparation that recognizing that, you know, things are going to happen and I'm not going to be able to stop them from happening. I don't want them to stop from happening. But what I want to do is allow God to be my strength for when those changes come. And so maybe there are some things that I need to embrace right now. 
Maybe there's an area of weakness that I just need to own and say, you know what, this is probably how it's going to be, but I need you to be with me here and now and be okay with that. Because I'm not going to allow this thing to take over. I'm not going to allow whatever the circumstance is that is happening to be what determines my relationship with God. And I can't change the circumstances, but I can welcome God in and allow strength to be here even though I have to submit to whatever the season is holding. And so winter's gonna come for every one of us in some way, one way or another. There is going to be a time where it is going to test you. And you have to prepare for that winter. And that's what fall is all about, is preparing for that winter and recognize that God can be strength for you even if you're weak. God can be a help for you in those times. Because how we face change is important. We all like to soar in life. We all want to have that great life. But that's not where change takes place. And the greatest things that happen in our life usually are going to be the things that happen in the difficult periods of our life. And that's kind of where we go into to this area of winter. How do we move through trials and suffering? How do we get through them? What is going to be the way that leads us to that? And so turn with me to Philippians chapter 4. How do you get through the winter? How do you get through the cancer? How do you get through the loss of a job, the loss of a loved one? How do you get through the betrayal of a friend? How do you get through whatever that thing is that really can be considered devastating? How do we move through that? Because I believe that preparing for those things that are going to happen allows us to actually grow when those things happen. And in chapter 4, verse 10 of Philippians, Paul says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have reviewed your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Nor that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And so when you think about, well, what's the secret? You know, you learn, I can do all that. I've learned the secret of how to go through these things. And, you know, it's like, okay, should I keep reading? No, he just told us the secret. It was just really short. It was, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means I can get through this and I need Christ's strength to help me through that. 
And I can get through the times of surplus without it being something that I expect to stay that way. In other words, I expect it always to be good. I expect the grass to always be green. I expect things to always go easy. No, I can get through those good times because Christ is the one who's provided the blessings in my life. But I can get to the hard times too because Christ is the one who stays constant with me even in the difficult times. And I can now see that difficult times aren't strange. They're not something that's foreign, that's actually a part of how we live our life, and that God shows up there just as much as he does anywhere else. In fact, he might even be closer to our understanding because we are more open to him because of the condition and position of our heart at those times. And so we find that the most difficult times in our life is when we find ourselves crying out to God and seeking God and saying, oh, God, help me. And we say that because we're at a position where we feel like we're being squeezed and there's just nothing left to to come out of us. It's like everything has been squeezed out that can be squeezed out, but the squeezing keeps happening. And all we can do is say, God, help. I need help. And all of a sudden we find that that cry for help was actually where God was all along. That he was right there, that he was in the difficulty. He was in the problem. He was in the circumstance wanting to be known through that time of difficulty. Showing up and showing in our character at that time when it was hard, when it was difficult to think of anything else. That's exactly where he showed up. And we need to recognize that in those times of suffering that we shouldn't try or we don't think that to find God, we need to get through this, or God, I just need to get through this. Oh, I pray to get through it. Oh, I pray for it to end. Oh, I pray for the healing, and oh, I pray for you know the business to succeed, and I pray for the marriage to to get you know reunited, or whatever the prayer and the circumstance is. I can pray for those things, but the answer isn't in the change of those things. The answer is in Christ with me through those things. And I can get through whatever it is as Christ strengthens me. And so there's the realization that he's here in the difficulty. And in the winter, when everything is dead, it seems, it's actually when things are getting ready to bring about the life. And the bringing about the life might not be the end of the cancer. It might not be the end of the problem. But the new life might be the end of the you that was dependent on other things. And now you're dependent on God. And the new life might show up in ways that you never expected. And show up in you in a way you didn't expect. And you found that you've grown, but you weren't planning on growing this way. It just kind of happened. And God was there working through it all along. And then when spring comes, how do we receive joy? Because you need to. 
You need to be able to enjoy your life and you need to be able to laugh and you need to be able to have fun and you need to be able to see that God has given us the ability to laugh even at times that are difficult. You know, after hearing the news about Terry and and trying to make that call to her, I went back to the game and the Dodgers won and it was a great game and I'm all high-fiving and we're all yelling and have a great time and it seems like, man, I'm schizophrenic. You know, I'm about to cry one minute and I'm high-fiving the next and then I find out that that's actually nothing new for me. That's kind of been my life all along and I get to accept that, that it's okay to have fun and go out later on and have something to eat and to be able to enjoy my family or the people I'm with, to be able to celebrate life even while there are things around me that are hurting and dying that you have to be able to to get those things and so how do you get through those things how do you celebrate joy how do you receive it also do you try and hold on to it or do you savor it i saw a picture and it was some celebrity was walking by and they had all these people with their cameras taking pictures, you know, the celebrity who was walking by. But this one old lady, she was just leaning on the rail, just staring at the celebrity. And it was all about one person is enjoying the moment. Everyone is trying to save it. And I think so many times we're trying to save moments that we don't realize that some moments you can't save. You just got to enjoy them. You just have to live through them. You just have to see this as a season and a gift in the sense that, man, I get to be here. I get to do this. I get to have this time. I'm going to savor it. I'm going to be present in it. I'm not going to have this impending doom. Well, it's not going to last. Of course it's not going to last. Get over it right now, okay? You're going to have a hard time somewhere down the line. Accept it. And if you're having a good time, enjoy it. Live in the season that you have and make the most of it. Because it can show up even in times when there's these other things that's taking place. You know, finally, when it comes to this idea of summer, my ideas went to a place where are we maturing? How do you mature? How do you grow up as a person as a human being who believes that they are supposed to live in relationship with God. How do we mature? And maturing only happens when change takes place. My grandson, he's standing up now. He has to hold on to things, but he wants to stand up. And he's crawling. You know, we bought some mats for him because he was like, you know, his head's so big. And he like leans over and boom, you know, he'll hit the ground. And it's like, oh, no, he hit his head a couple of times and start crying. So we got him some mats, you know, like, okay, here, we got these mats. But he just scooted right off those mats. It's like, yeah, what good are those mats? You see, he's changing. Before, he used to just lay there and move around. Then he started rolling over, and now he's moving. And then he's going to be standing up, and pretty soon he'll be walking. You see, to, to mature, you have to change. You can't stay in the same place, and so you have to be able to make those changes and get past those things. And I think it's important that we have that opportunity to see that 
change for us looks like maturing towards something. We're growing just like my grandson is growing to be able to, to stand and to walk and to run and to have all his you know, motor skills there. Our, our spiritual lives are maturing to be like Jesus. And so we should be growing through all these seasons of life to learn how to give of ourselves to the needs that are around us because that's the picture of God towards us. That's the picture of Jesus towards us. And so what maturity looks like is growing. It's developing in these areas. It's finding out how to give back. Because we have to understand crisis is going to happen. It's going to affect our lives to some extent. And we need to prepare for it, not to just endure through it, but to be able to be mature in it. I have some friends and they're going through a situation in their church where things have been turned upside down and they were hoping for some things to develop in one way and it doesn't look like it's going to go that way and so they're a little afraid what's going to happen And I was kind of bummed about all the things that were happening, but then I was just thinking, you know, change is what needs to happen. It's going to be difficult and it's going to test you, but it has to happen. And and you see, life gives us these these wake-up calls where all of a sudden we, we kind of wake up to where we're at and we see that we're not where we would really like to be. I'm, I'm not the person that I want to be. I, I'm not the, the man that I want to be. I'm not the Christian that I want to be. I have this room to grow and I, I see this vision of what I want to be, but I'm living in the shadow of that vision. And for me to get from here to there, I have to respond to this awakening. I, I have to take steps towards the goal that I want to see take place in my life. But it's difficult. Because whenever there's change, you know, it takes away security. You, You don't sleep as well. It takes away some peace of mind. It causes friction in you and in the relationships that you're with. Because things are disheveled. You guys ever go somewhere with a a group of people for an extended period of time? You know, everyone's great the first few days. And after like day four, it's like, man, if she asks me to clean the table one more time, you know, you start getting a little upset. Why? Because you're, you're having to deal with these things now with other people and it just causes friction and change does that. But what are you gonna do if you wanna become that person? Are you gonna stop because it's difficult? Are you going to let that season of life hold you back and you'll settle and say, well, it's too hard. I'll just stay here. And you see, uh, it's, I think the biggest problem is that apathy where we're content to not grow. We're content to stay here. I'm good enough. I'm going to heaven. I'm okay. And we stop having the vision of who God has intended us to be. And we start settling for who we are. And pretty soon we're comfortable And pretty soon we're just numb to that change. 
You know, an awakening happens, you see, but you press the snooze button of life and pretty soon years go by and you haven't changed. And so to move past that change, we have to answer that call and it's going to be difficult and it's going to be scary, but that's how it is. In 1 Peter chapter 4, which we're going to get to in a couple of weeks. Verse 12, Peter says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. When you go through the change and when difficulty comes because you're making the changes, don't be surprised. When you want to be more like Christ and it affects the relationships around you and people maybe are, are so secure in their place and their tradition and you're hearing God's voice leading you further and, and so you start to pursue that and pretty soon people saying you know you're 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 going too far here I think you're getting carried away I think you've lost you know your your bearings in your faith and you need to kind of tone it down a little you, you need to to you know s- settle down you see If I hear the voice of God calling me forward and if I hear the truth of who I'm supposed to be, I can no longer deny it. I I can't unsee the things that I've seen. I can't stop the truth from echoing in my soul when it's rung true there before. It it pulls me like a siren. It it calls me out to be more. And even though it's going to be difficult to get there, and even though it's going to cost me some peace of mind and some stability or maybe a job or whatever it is, I can't deny what I've heard and I won't settle for something less. And God has a lot more for us, for each of us. But it's going to be seasons that get you there. And it's going to be difficulty that gets you there. And it's going to be self-denial that gets you there. And maturity is going to be how you learn to give yourself away more and in different ways. It's going to cost you a lot. And it's going to scar you even as it did Christ It will leave its mark on you forever and you will be glad of it because you will be more genuine than you've ever been. You can stop being phony. And that was why I didn't want to just go through another Bible study. Well, we're in 1 Peter here because I'm not there inside here. I'm not in 1 Peter chapter 3. No, I, I'm in chapter 4 right now. Or I'm in Second Corinthians chapter 12. 
or Philippians chapter four. I, I that's where I'm at. So I'm not going to just jump there and say, okay, let's have this going on. No, you see, if I'm going to be your shepherd, if I'm going to be your pastor, I want you to know that you're going to go through things just like I go through things. And you have to be willing to say, okay, I need to make a change because this is where I'm at. This is the season I'm in. And this is how I need to get through it. And that's the way you move. Take God where you're at. Allow him to be a part of your life where you're at. Don't try and put on a front, on a face. Accept the things that are there and let people know. Because we need each other. We need support. I need your prayers. I need your strength to help me. And you need each other's. We need each other. We really do. And I don't want to pretend that everything's okay when it's not. I'm not okay. I'm exhausted. But I'm going to be okay. I, I don't need you to cry for me, Argentina. You know, I just need you to know that this is season. And I do cover your prayers and I appreciate, you know, you being here. I appreciate you being a part of Genesis and wanting to see the vision of Genesis move forward. It means a lot. Because it's our church. We are that church. And so let's move together in these things. In whatever season you're at, we want to be there for you. If you're going through winter and I'm in spring, let me rain on you and provide something. Let's help each other through the seasons of our life. Let's take some time now and pray. Definitely be praying for Terry, especially Monday when she starts the intense chemotherapy. Um, you can pray for the group that's going to Mexico because a lot of the things I'm sharing here, I think we're going to go through a little bit more detail in Mexico. It's going to be kind of what we're going to be about, as well as we're going to be tie-dyeing some shirts for the orphans and doing some face painting and all kinds of toxic stuff. Um, but So we can pray for that and whatever other things are on your heart, please don't be silent. Let us agree with you and let us pray together. Okay, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for uh, Lord, pushing me to be genuine, to be honest, Lord, to ask for prayer, to be free to be able to change circumstances and not feel that I've negated my responsibilities as pastor, but Lord, to allow you to shepherd me through life and allow that to be hopefully an example for everyone. And Lord, I first want to pray for Terry. Lord, I was just so devastated to hear that news. Lord, we've been praying for her and heart's just broken. And I, gosh, she's, I know she's so exhausted already and having this ahead of her that just is so monumental. Lord, it's just, it can be overwhelming, and so may we be her strength 
Father, may we commit to her in prayer. May we send her messages since we can't go and see her. May we do what we can, Father, to strengthen our sister. May we bear that burden, Father, in one way or another. And Father, I lift up my home and the circumstances uh, with my family, Lord, and just the need for change and direction and wisdom. Lord, Karina and I don't know what the right thing to do. We don't know what the best thing is to do. And so it seems like every day our mind is changing and we're trying to figure this out, Lord. And um, Lord, I... I know it is doing something in me and in Kareen, uh, but it's exhausting. And so, Lord, I do pray for a change, but I pray for the change to begin where we're at and not just for the circumstances. I pray change begin in each of our hearts where we're at now. May we see this season and allow you to be a part of it in our lives, God. I lift up Haiti to you, God, and all those who are, Lord, living in circumstances that um, we feel ashamed complaining about anything when we think about them. Lord, they're without food. They're without uh, stable uh, shelter and health. Lord, they're in need and Lord, the need is actually bigger than we can meet or they probably can even be met. But we care, and so we ask that you would have mercy and provide for those people some way or another. And may you be present in their hearts. Those who worship you, Lord, may they sense and know you at this time in greater ways than ever. Show us what we can do, Lord, to be of help. Lord, I do trust these things to you, Father. Lord, I do pray you would help us to mature. Wherever we are at and whatever we are going through, help us to grow in this time and season to be able to still give of ourselves, Lord, to be able to contribute to uh, the needs and lives of other people. Father, even when we're hurting, in fact, oftentimes that is the best thing we can do for ourselves. And so, Lord, I do pray for us as a community, Lord, that we would mature, that we would grow, that our lives would get closer to you and that holiness would again be a a relationship of walking with you closely, God. And Father, I pray for all that is happening in the news in our country. Uh, it seems just so crazy, seems so unreal on so many different uh, levels, God. But Lord, I know that craziness needs to happen because things aren't good. Um, things aren't good with our country. And um, I think the unease is everybody being aware that things aren't right. And, and so, Lord, I know that as terrible as it seems in so many ways, and Father, for some people it's one candidate and 
Some of us, it's both candidates, Lord, but it doesn't matter. The change is happening, and we are going to be part of that, God, that we will continue to uh, care, Lord, for those who are hurting, for those who are in need. Lord, we are going to continue your work that is the foundation we build our lives on, and we trust that this difficult stage is going to bring forth birth to something good. Uh, we want to be a part of that good. And so help us, Lord, to be a voice, a present voice, even um, as was prayed earlier, Lord, that we would be the people who care for all people, um, whether it's black or the police or Democrat or Republican, Lord, we would be the people who actually care, no matter where it is, who you are. Jesus, may we represent you well. I thank you again for everyone here, for the prayers and for this time. Lord, I thank you that I can share my heart so freely with these people, Lord, and feel safe. Um, and I pray you would continue to knit our hearts together. And I do ask it in Jesus' name. You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.